Welcome to the Lessons Learned from Donald Trump podcast. This thing is huge. It's the greatest, most outrageous, incredibly fun podcast on the internet today. It's all about the Donald, the most spectacular entrepreneur alive today. For entrepreneurs who also want to dominate their market and destroy their competition. I'm Steve Cypress, here with my co-host, Everett Farnell. Welcome to another edition of the Lessons Learned from President Donald Trump Podcast. Steve Cypress here, my co-host Everett Farnell. Everett, it's our first episode where Donald Trump is actually even hard to believe to still say it. He's actually the <laughs> President of the United States. It really is. Uh, I, I was telling my wife, we were sitting down and when I was watching the inauguration, and I said, 20 years ago, this is the this is the guy with the big plane and the beautiful, and like, who'd ever thought that, you know, here he is uh, taking a cut in pay and becoming President of the United States. A cut in pay, and he's moving out of a gold-encrusted place with a spectacular view of the New York skyline into a whatever little little white house somewhere down in, yeah. in, in the in eastern seaboard. It is the first time you know, in his entire life he hasn't lived in New York City. I saw somebody on the news saying, you know, hey, New York without Trump, what's going on? I saw also a news commentator talking about how Air Force One was going to be a step down from his normal jet. Yeah, that's the other thing. So he's, yeah. he's, he's you know, riding around on a plane that's not as good, living in a place that's not as good. And the salary, of course, he could care less about a salary. It's nothing. He He's going to profit bazillions of dollars from being president. But anyway, yeah. we digress. Congratulations. He is the president. And what he did immediately is on day one, like, in between, like, walking around to say the oath and, like, going to watch the parade or something, he's signing executive orders. And he's signing this and that. And then first weekday, Monday in office, he's like, bing, bang, boom, let's just get it done. I mean, I'm picturing he'll do a lot of things to crack Congress's heads, because that's why America elected him. Congress hasn't done anything for, like, 20 years. Let's get him to do stuff. But in the meantime, he's like, let me just do some stuff anyway, because both houses of Congress hate me. Both parties, establishment people hate me. They're, you know, they're not going to get this stuff done. And I'm just going to do it myself. So basically, we're watching that. We're seeing he's keeping his promises. I mean, he made some campaign promises and immediately in office, not waiting, not making excuses, not hoping, not giving delay tactics or whatever's going on in Congress and with the last presidents and all over the place. He just gets right to work and gets things done. And everyone just goes, well, he's a businessman. He gets things done. He takes action. So you got to keep your promises. And now, Trump, of course, is a business person, but now as a politician, it's very rare for a politician to keep promises. That's why it makes the news. But as a business person, we all know you got to keep promises. In fact, I'm sure every listener has stories of times that you haven't kept a promise and you lost a, a deal you could have had. A competitor didn't keep a promise and you were able to get that deal? I mean, Everett, can you regale us with just one of the many stories I'm sure you have from your experience as a business owner and helping other business owners about a cautionary tale about not keeping promises. Well, absolutely. I, it was, uh, uh, I mean, just a little over a year ago now, I found out that a, a rather large lucrative client, I, I you know, shouldn't probably say the name of the client, but a large lucrative direct response company was offering a lucrative contract for a project. So I contacted them and they had already, oh, well, we already talked to somebody. We're already in place. We already got it locked in. We're just waiting for them to send over a contract. Okay, good. So I just thought, okay, well, you know, say la vie, I missed that one. I was a little late to the boat. I'll just have to keep my ear to the ground a little bit better. 
I don't remember, three, four, five days later, whatever, a few days later, uh, I get an email from the guy I talked to. Hey, you still got time on your calendar? I said, well, yeah, why? What's up? Guy never set a contract over. He was supposed to. Now, that's some companies prepare their own contract. Some companies rely on copywriters to prepare contracts. It just depends, it's, you know, what whichever one. But apparently this guy said he was going to send a contract over and just never sent it over, just didn't keep his word. Well, they're not going to chase him. They're not going to beg him. You know, I mean, this is a large company that does many, many millions of dollars a year in sales, multiple tens of millions of dollars a year in sales, and they were paying a good fee to do this project. So I got the project. I stepped in, got the project from the guy, and turned out to be a very nice, uh, a nice lucrative contract. But uh, you can bet that I told him I'd send it over, and he had it in 15 minutes. You know, I said, "Yeah, I'll send the contract over," and the dude had it in 15 minutes. It was done deal. Well, now you've been in marketing and sales uh, pretty much your whole adult life. Like that's got to rank up there with one of the easiest sales you ever made. Oh, absolutely. It's, uh, but I mean, it's, <laughs> it's, uh, it's wonderful, you know. I mean, hey, last guy didn't pull, didn't follow through, and we asked, "Can you send over a contract?" Yeah, yeah pretty sure I can do that. Over contract. We're recording this only a couple of days into his presidency here, but already he has, I can't even keep track of it, but he signed an executive order to like something about we're going to repeal Obamacare. So he's telling all the uh, local agencies to like not follow through on anyone that violates Obamacare because we're going to get rid of that one. And we're going to build the Keystone Pipeline. Let's just get that through. That's been sitting around for who knows how long. And this other pipeline. And what else did he do? Uh, Who knows? He's just a hiring freeze. Hiring freeze. Right, hiring, oh, my favorite one, the hiring freeze on the federal government and the freeze on regulations for the federal government. Right, freeze on regulations. So even though they haven't canceled out a whole bunch of the crappy regulations that have been killing small business owners for years, every small business owner I know is breathing a sigh of relief knowing that it's coming. Well, and here's the beautiful thing is that he's he is, as the president, he is capable of cutting regulation, too. He can't change the law, but he can change the regulation. That's firmly in his uh, executive branch. So. Well, and I he's, know they're uh, waiting for this you know, uh, Obamacare health cabinet guy to get elected because supposedly, according to Obamacare, that person has a ton of discretion with cutting things out and all kind of, you know, it's up to him to enforce parts of it or take them away or something like that. So, yeah, a whole host of that. And by the time people listen to this, as it goes live in a few days, he'll probably have done a whole much more stuff. Well, as, Plus, yeah, meeting I mean, with all different uh, people from different industries, and they're agreeing to build factories and more jobs and this, that, and come back to America and all the kind of stuff that he said he was going to do. I mean, to me, all it was to me ever since the shock of election night until the interminable couple of months until he was able to take office, I was like, let's go already. We don't need a two-month, what was, what's with the two-month transition thing? Like, <laughs> this guy's going to fix a lot of crap, just put him in. I, I'm, I'm figuring, you know, Trump goes out and gets a bid on a contract, and they say, okay, it's yours. He doesn't sit around and go, I'll wait before I start building. It's like, let's go. We're building. So my interminable personal two-month wait is over. Trump is taking action, and he's fulfilling his promises. Everyone was like, gee, politicians say a lot of things. Is Trump going to follow through on this and that? He's, He's keeping his promises. Well, it's only been a few days, and he's keeping at least some of them. So it's uh, you know we'll see what happens. But I agree with you. I mean, things are uh, things are looking up. It's, it's well, really I know some of his promises things. can only be kept with the when he gets cracking some heads in Congress and gets them to take some action. But he'll do whatever he can do on his own. And even the people that are protesting and marching and crying and whatever they're doing, rioting and everything, are going to benefit. 
That's the ironic thing. They're all going to benefit as the rising tide is going to bring all I mean, the I, ships up as the economy gets out of this stagnant rut and gets going again. I, I heard, I actually heard somebody say that exact thing. Is like, instead of rioting, why don't you give it a year? And, uh, you know, and, and you're going to have your job, and you're gonna have, you know, except maybe they don't want jobs. That might be the problem. <laughs> well, I mean, rioting is a much fun, much more fun job than having to work. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. You get to travel around. Uh, you know, you, you get to break windows. You're not, you're not in one cubicle all the time. You don't have a crappy <laughs> boss. You're pretty much freelancing. You know, but I did read pretty something also that all the protesters in D.C. that they arrested, they're charging them with rioting instead of just uh, you know, misconduct or, or, or whatever they normally charge these people with, and they're out the next morning. This is like felony charge, dude. There's a new ten sheriff years, in up town. Up to 10 years in prison, yeah. Well, yeah, for eight years, that. it's been like, not only has it been okay, but it's been, even if it wasn't, you know, Courage. specifically encouraged. He invites the rioters to the White House, and he doesn't denounce them. And now you got a new sheriff in town. So he's keeping his promises. He said it was the law and order president, and already he's doing that. Said he was going to get jobs, get the economy going. We spoke the last few episodes about how he was doing that before he ever even got into office. So almost goes without saying, and that ought to be it for, for this episode. We're going to wrap it up because you know you got to keep your promises. And Trump is keeping his promises as a business person, and now you're watching him do it even as a politician, maybe the one of the only politicians I've ever heard of that actually does stuff. And so with that, we'll bring this episode to a close. And as always, we'll welcome you to go to Lessons Learned from DonaldTrump.com. Contact myself or Everett. We have an advanced tip that's actually we were going to talk about it, but we're going to save it for the advanced tip. So we'll see you there, and we'll see you back here next week. You've just listened to the most terrific podcast on the Internet today. If you want to be a winner like Trump, make sure you go listen to the rest of the episodes by going to LessonsLearnedFromDonaldTrump.com. And join us next time. Unless you like being a loser, some people do, I guess.